0: green ring. Well, I've called that the friend's ring. And what does that mean in a church? Well, the people in that ring might feel that they belong here at St. Paul's. Perhaps they have moved on from, yes, I have been to St. Paul's to, yes, I go to St. Paul's quite often. They may be on our address list. They may have specific interests and come to specific services or activities. They may receive Tom's weekly email update. They may be coming quite regularly and becoming known to quite a lot of people. But they may not feel quite sure about everything yet. They may be a bit hesitant about giving time or money or taking on any responsibility or doing things regularly. They might feel happier doing practical things but unsure about doing anything that seems spiritual. Not feeling ready or equipped to do that yet. But then there may be there's this middle ring, which I have called the core ring. And this core ring, this dark green ring, I think are those who might definitely say they belong to St Paul's. Some of these people may be very long-standing members, and some may be newer. But they are committed to this church. They come regularly, they give regularly. They take up responsibilities and ministries. They are contributing in every way. They are the ones who keep this church going. Now, as I said, in a healthy church, there should be a lot of people in this welcome ring, but also a lot of movement from the outer to the inner And I'm not sure we've exactly got this right at St. Paul's yet, but there should be stepping stones so that people can move on in belonging. Easy ways for people to move on. And some of those have already been mentioned today. For instance, I think there's a welcome lunch, isn't there, in in two weeks' time, which helps people to move and to get to know others in the church. There's a prayer breakfast in a couple of weeks' time, which helps people perhaps who feel they're not quite sure about the more spiritual side of church but want to try that out. There are men's events. There are women's events. There is Oasis coming this week. There are life groups. And if you're interested in a life group, you can have a chat with me afterwards. All of those are ways of moving from the outer through to the inner, a circle of belonging. So here this morning, each one of us will perhaps feel we are on a particular place on this little diagram at the moment. And I wonder where you feel you are Can you identify where you would be? And is it where you want to be? Now, I'm not sure whether Paul ever thought in terms of three rings like this, but I know he does think in threes a lot especially in the passage we are going to have read to us now from 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So watch out for all the threes that there are in this passage and let's hear what Paul has to say to that first century church in Corinth and then we'll come back to this. Thank you, Rosemary. Rosemary read the memo about the colours today.
1: 1 Corinthians, chapter 3, verses 1 to 11. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food. For you are not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarrelling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul and another... I follow Apollos. Are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted seed. Apollos watered it. But God... Has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation. Rather than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: So, Rosemary was reading from a letter that was probably written in 53 AD. And it's all about dealing with squabbling, divisions, factions, and personality cults. So do you think it's relevant this week? I think it might be. We may have been seeing that in our public life, but what Paul is saying is the church shouldn't be like that. The church should be different. There shouldn't be divisions, factions, personality cults squabbling in a church. Now, Paul was a man of words, many, many words. But he obviously also thinks in pictures as well. And he uses three pictures in that passage. And they all relate to what a Christian church should be like. And how Christians should grow. So what does he say about growing in faith as a Christian? And I'm going back to my three rings now. But you might like to look at these now. Instead of belonging, as about growing. Well Paul's first picture is of babies growing up into adults. The church should be full of baby Christians who are growing up in their faith. And Paul talks about three stages. First we feed on milk, he said. Then we're able to eat solid food. And then we move on to becoming mature. And the church in Corinth was full of spiritual babies. And when you think about it, all those early churches must have been full of spiritual babies, weren't they? because they were all new to the faith. They were all new Christians. The only sort of established Christians in the church in Corinth were Paul and anyone he brought with him, and a couple called Aquila and Priscilla, who had come to Corinth from Rome. Even that popular teacher, Apollos, who is mentioned in this passage was quite new to faith in Christ. And Paul is impatient. He has spent nearly two years in Corinth, but he says he hasn't been able to move them onto solid food. He hasn't been able to give them the more advanced teaching, the spiritual meat. He was still feeding them with milk, teaching them the basics. And their behaviour and their attitudes shows that they were still very young in the faith, not yet applying his teaching to their lives, not yet allowing the Holy Spirit to change them. They are still a long way from maturity. Brothers and sisters, says Paul, I can't address you as people who live by the Spirit. But as people who are worldly, you are mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, because you were not ready for it. And indeed, you are still not ready. So that's his first picture. Spiritual babies who need to grow up. The second picture he uses... About growing is the one that Jesus also used. So I'm, I'm sure Paul was thinking about this when he was writing the letter. It's about a garden where seeds are planted. Jesus used that when he um, talked about the parable of the sower. So Paul uses this to talk about teamwork in the gospel. And he says, No church is the result of one person alone. One of the things I really like about this church is that we share ministry. And I think that's important because if a church becomes just focused on one leader and one person, that is often a bad thing. And Paul is saying there's a team at work in Corinth Paul may have planted the gospel seed in Corinth, but Apollos has watered it by his teaching. But neither Paul nor Apollos are that important because only God gives the growth. So this is a wonderful reminder that God is at work in all Christians. He's in work in all of us to grow us in faith. And God is at work in this church because he wants this church to grow up in faith as well. And God sends preachers and teachers and life groups and prayer partners and mentors and Christian friends and so many others to help us grow. And you might like to think, who has God put round you to help you grow? I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but it's God who has been making it grow, says Paul. And we are meant to grow from a seedling, one of those little trees that needs to be nurtured and protected by a plastic tube. You know those little trees? We're meant to start like that. And then we're meant to grow into a mature and sturdy tree. And finally, into a tree that is bearing fruit for others. And that is one of the main signs of spiritual maturity in the Bible. Someone who moves from just being a receiver to being a giver. How do we feel we are on that journey? Are we still usually on receive when we come to church. I think if you look at those two pictures together, the baby picture and the um, uh, seed picture, you can see that Paul... That for Paul, this growing as a Christian seems to be a partnership between us and God. He talks about us being co workers, fellow workers with God in his project. In Philippians, Paul encourages us to work out our own salvation. And I think that means take the salvation that God has given us and work it out in our lives. But then, in the very next breath, he says, for it is God who is at work in you. If we have God's spirit within us, he is working in us already, changing us from the inside out. So, it is a partnership. I need to be willing to change, willing for God to change me and grow me, but it is God who provides the power, the growing power, that transforming power of the Holy Spirit at work in me. So let's give thanks, but it is because it is God who makes us grow. We ne- just need to be willing to grow. So the third thing, and I did say there were threes in this, so we had babies, we had seeds, and we're now talking about the church as a building, Um, Paul, I don't think, when he was talking about the church as a building, I don't think he was thinking of a building like this. Because um, in Paul's day, there weren't any church buildings. Just small groups of Christians meeting in people's homes, often fearful of persecution. But the early writers, both Paul and Peter, did see the church as a building building built for God, perhaps a replacement for the temple, a place and a community where God is worshipped and where God can dwell. You are God's building, Paul says. God is building his visible church, a place for him to dwell. He was building it in Corinth and he's building it in Camberley. And again, this is a joint enterprise. Paul says, I did the groundwork and I laid the foundations of this building, but others will build on it after me. Our foundation, our cornerstone, is Jesus Christ. And everyone must be careful to only build on that foundation, says Paul. So this perhaps looks at how we are growing collectively as a church, as a community, as a fellowship. Are we still building on the foundation given us by Paul and the others, the gospel of Christ? I hope you can say yes to that because I think we are trying to build on that still. Are we still building new people into God's family like bricks in the building, each one important. I sometimes look around at this building and, and look at each individual brick and think, was, you know, is that, does that represent somebody who was here in 1932 who was worshipping God in this building? Each one of us is a brick that is being built into this building. And are we still building a place where God can live among us? When Peter used um, a picture of um, us as God's temple, he emphasized that God could only dwell among us if there was holiness. If we were a holy place, a holy priesthood, a holy nation. So back to our circles, we looked at the circle of belonging. But now look at this as a circle of growing because they're not necessarily the same. You can belong, you can be in this um, core circle, but you can have stopped growing. We do most of our visible growing um, as human beings in our early years, in childhood and in youth. And I think that is true of Christians as well. We can stop, we can get stuck. Equally, you can grow quickly as a Christian, but not yet feel that you fully belong in this fellowship for all sorts of reasons. And I would say that if that is a problem for you, if you if you're feeling you're not belonging for some reason or if there's a, a problem with moving on for you. I think Tom or me or somebody that you trust would be a good person to talk to. But it may be that you choose to position yourself in a certain place. Perhaps you're not wanting to belong more. Perhaps that scares you. Perhaps you're not wanting to grow more because that would mean you had to change. The Bible says it is God's aim to change us so that we become more like Jesus. So I think it feels like we've got a long way to go for all of us, really. That's a high standard. So I'm going to give us a short time to pray about this. Quietly, honestly, before God and to let him speak to us. So would you like to get yourself into a place of prayer, an attitude of prayer, however, whatever helps you? When we were singing earlier, um, I think God gave me a word, it might be for someone, it might be for several, and it's this. We have journeyed together a long time, but I still have more to give you. So, firstly, on belonging, where do you feel you are? Still on the edges or moving further into the life of this church? What is the longing of your heart? In the silence, just express that to God. And then on growing. It is God who helps us grow. Where are you at the moment? Be honest with God? Are you still moving? Are you still growing up? What is the longing of your heart? Express it to God.